0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve your practice as an athletic trainer. Today, Todd Sable is joining the podcast again, and we're talking about mental clarity. So Eli Kasab has his own podcast called The Eli Kasab Experience, but he's also got some interesting stories about like mental health, burnout, breakdown, and you can go check out. I was just listening to it. I think it's like episode number three where he's talking about working 90-hour weeks. And he, he'll share a little bit about his story about how he um, st- started a business to help people with the mental clarity or um, the some of the troubled youth, and we're going to discuss that there. But they're going to just engage in a conversation about athletic training, about mental clarity, some of the stuff that Todd's been doing. And again, his journey was not smooth. It's not been, oh, I'm just a steady climb uphill. He's had some ups and downs. And as we walk through this process, it's probably going to be multiple interviews, multiple discussions, uh, as we as we hear what they're doing to continue to progress. So, again, I am Jeremy Jackson, host of the Sports Medicine Broadcast. This one is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash mental clarity. Again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash mental clarity. So If you want to join the conversation, we at the Facebook Live. We always love seeing the comments, even if it's just a checking in or a thumbs up, a high five, something like that, or hey, I've struggled with that, or Todd, can you answer this question, or Eli, tell me a little bit more about that. Any Anytime you can do that on any of the podcasts, we'd love to have you join us there. So Eli, I want to start with you. I want to start with you telling me a little bit about the, the business that you started, um, why you started that, and then, then we'll get to Todd's story so Eli welcome to the sports medicine broadcast perfect
1: thank you uh jeremy I appreciate you having me on the podcast and um wonderful introduction thank you uh to answer the question though you know so for the for the business that we that i that i started it, you know it it came from uh just after kind of going through my own little burnout phase and i uh, i had some friends of mine uh good friends of mine husband and wife that are in the mental health field or licensed marriage and family therapists and and work a lot with um Suicidal youth, and so, you know, at the time when I was getting ready to quit my job, you know, they were talking about putting together a, a program, a mental health program, uh, to treat troubled youth, and so, uh, I was going to get ready to quit my job, and you know, again, really passionate about the whole, like just mental health in general, and so we basically, long story short, kind of just um, put our heads together and thought, hey, you know what, this is something that we can, you know, we can try and we can do, and so. Um, you know, when I, when I quit my job, you know, I took a little bit of time off and then we just kind of worked on some of the logistics and, of you know, getting it set up, you know, with the, you know, business, with the state of Utah, which is where the business was and the website and all that other stuff. And I kind of, uh, fine tuned the, the logistics side of things. And, and then essentially, um, you know, kind of put together this, this program where we would treat suicidal youth ages seven and 19, and you know, became more of just like an advocate for just mental health and happiness on my side, and then you know, also tried to kind of get this kind of program out there to just kind of help suicidal youth. And we did that for about a year before we before we had to stop it. But it was um, it was great. It was a great experience, and you know, we got to help a lot of people along the way. And now I just continue to kind of educate and advocate for that uh, that mental health field. So
0: you know, it it's. Interesting. I don't know. If I said we're gonna to get to Todd, but it's interesting that you went from a job where you were like burning out to a job where it seems like all you're dealing with is like depression, and and it's just some more draining, like just sapping energy. Because you know, like we're foster parents, and it and it's the a, a lot of turnover in the foster care uh, workers and social workers because it's like a constant drain, and you're just you're dealing with people who don't have hope it just seems really interesting that you went from a low at as an athletic trainer to a job that seems like it would it' would just drain you so
1: thought it would do the the same yeah it is a is it is a little bit you know I didn't really think about it that way I was just kind of like Let's just try whatever I'm interested in. That's like sounded cool, and but yeah, it it was. You know, it is, and you know, and and thankfully, you know, like for me, I I wasn't obviously dealing on the the treatment side of things, because that's a whole other ball game and out of my out of my wheelhouse. But you know, I still do the intake assessments for people coming in and stuff. So you still do talk to them, and uh, you know that that it is hard to kind of see people in those in those dark times and kind of going through that stuff. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you were. It is interesting, but yep, you're hundred percent right,
0: Todd let's go to um uh, we're we're gonna start with your story kind of you've shared with me some the the mental health aspect uh it's it's something you've been dealing with for a long time, so with like a d d and some of the other stuff so tell me kind of where this all starts, and then Eli'll walk us through that journey
2: i mean the whole the whole the whole journey started a long time ago, but I didn't really start <clears throat> I sorry about some nasally I'm having some allergies but Probably what I realized start really identifying that I was having issues and that I wasn't really um, handling things properly was uh, literally just last year so um, and I'll kind of backtrack a little bit as the story goes. Um, but yeah it, it, it took it took a pretty bad injury last year to kind of kickstart all of it when I re- really realized that I had <laughs> I had built my mental, toughness whatever you want to call it mental mastery mental whatever clarity on on quicksand so it took one event to kind of break all that down so um, it, gave, it gave me a really good springboard into learning how to build a true foundation and which is kind of, which is one of the big reasons that I wanted to kind of get this out there um, because I think it, it takes a lot of introspection and self-awareness to build a true foundation for yourself to be, to build off of so you can, you can have mental clarity and mental toughness and true self-love um, down the road, because if you don't have any of those things to build off of, then it's really hard to build true friendships, true relationship relationships, and not that you can't do it, but the, to the extent of what you can do, once you have that, it just, it enhances everything in your life, you know, with yourself and with others. So that's kind of one of the big reasons I wanted to kind of get this out a little bit. So do you want you want just you want to go straight okay. into the story yeah that- should we just go straight <laughs> into it
1: perfect all right no no so cool. you know that it's uh you know first things first like it's awesome that you know it's that you've you know first of all going on here and and talking about it I just kind of want to put this hedge just up front because i know it's still a lot of people it's getting a lot better where people are talking about it being more open about it especially with the social media kind of day and age but so i think it's great that you're actually kind of opening up and wanting to kind of kind of share that because i do see a lot of you know uh, a lot of people in our profession, just cause that's where my, you know, our careers are in, but you know, obviously this happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. So first of all, like, kudos to you for, for uh, kind of getting out there and sharing it, but you know, for you, uh, when would you say, Like, when? so like, when was it that you noticed cause you talked about self-awareness and so uh, when was it the first time that you were, I guess, became kind of kind of aware of what was happening and that you needed to make some changes? Like when, when did that take place how long was it from when it you know when it started to when you realized like oh snap i got to i got to do something about this
2: yeah uh, i mean so i mean looking back on it now behind sights 2020 i mean subconsciously i i was dealing with these things for decades but when i actively started to deal with them and like identified and realized that i needed to make a change was march of 2019. So just last, last March or two, two okay. marches ago. Um, and yeah, I had a really bad injury in the gym. um, Kind of took me away from like all my training partners and all, you know, all the guys that I, you know, just kind of just grinded with on a daily basis. And that was kind of one of my like, you know, happy places. And so I, that was taken away from me and it was just kind of a downward spiral from there until I really started to, to kind of, um, you know, fix what was going on in my head. So man yeah. And so,
1: yep. um, man, March of 2019. Yeah, that was, uh, not too long ago. So that's a pretty quick, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say turnaround now because now, well, and the other thing too, is just to kind of hedge this up far and clarify is it's always like, you know, with athletic training, with our injuries and stuff, it's always management, right? Like whether you, when you have injuries and stuff, yeah, it's, there's always management going on. So it's never like, Oh yeah. Okay. You're done. Like everything's all fine. And, and Dandy, now it's like well okay now that now mm. how do you you know how do you maintain it you know how do you manage it um and so uh so let's go through just a little bit just kind of about so if you don't mind now whatever obviously whatever you're comfortable with feeling but like kind of at, at its worst what kind of what got you into that? i know you talked about you know having the bad injury like a lot of things were happening at that time so it, it, can you share basically anything like what what res- maybe a couple of the the really like the toughest points for you that really kind of got you into that um yeah you know into that position
2: yeah yeah i mean i'll just, I'll just tell a story okay I'll just, let's I'll have just at start it. with the story and then and then we can just we can just do we can have questions after that so um it's it. a little bit long so bear with me i'll try to get, okay. I'll try to give the best the best details that i can and uh we'll just go from there so okay um march of 2019 um, and I'll, I'll give the, I'll give the link to Jeremy so we can post it. I, I have the video of it happening. Um, I, I was doing it. It was a three fifteen front squat, um, a weight that I've hit before. Um, it was Arnold classic weekend at, at the gym. I used to train at Columbus. We had this huge beats and barbells event where just, it just, these old school DJs come in. They're blaring music at 4am. Everybody's training it, you know, going for PRs. It was yeah. awesome. It yeah. was like, it's one of my favorite weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year. <laughs> and I didn't sleep a lot. It was just kind of my like I didn't s I w I didn't sleep a lot at like any at any time. And I come into the gym, took a couple shots of pre workout, and I don't really warm up too super well. I just kinda of like hop into it, maybe do like a set at one thirty five instead of two twenty five and I'm just wrapping up for three fifteen. So uh I kinda unrack it and I I immediately don't feel good take a couple steps out. I'm like, I should probably re-rack this. But there's like, there's like, like Insta famous people everywhere in the gym. I, I can't, I can't like look like a, you know, a sissy and just re-rack it. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And I just, I, I basically pass out mid rep and just just drop it. And luckily, you know, we had spotters there and, and they kind of caught me and stuff, but I was just, I was out of it the rest of the day. I went home and uh, took, I took, a, I took some days off from the gym, obviously. Um, I couldn't I couldn't hold a barbell on my wrist for about eight months. It was just it was pretty bad. And um, fast forward two weeks later, I thought I had a heart attack when I was out at a softball practice at the high school that I worked at, um, and it was was really really scary. I, I struggled with heart issues um, for about four years up to that point, and uh, it ended up being uh, supraventricular tachycardia, which what that, that's what I was diagnosed with. But it felt like a heart attack to me at the time because my it would just beating out down my chest for like five minutes. I couldn't stop. It, it was really, really scary. So got all the heart workup done after that. I um, had to wear a heart monitor for a couple of weeks. Um, I wasn't training, like I said, at the gym. I mean, there, and there was times, I mean, my, my drive to the gym was about 30 minutes. There was, it wasn't, it wasn't infrequent where I would drive all the way there. And I was just so mentally just like, and this it kind of go back to your question. Like, when did you notice something was really wrong? There was like sometimes where I'm driving to the gym and I'm And I and I want to preface this with saying I don't ever think I was like suicidal, but there there was often times where I was like, is this worth it? You know what I mean? Like I'm not happy. Like what's you know what's the point? So um, I had and a lot of the time I was thinking about that when I was driving to the gym. I would go to the I would sit in the parking lot for five minutes. I would turn around and just go back home because I just couldn't mentally walk through the door. And so it was was really really hard. And um, and I, I and I will say. Kind of going back to your question too that's when i first started to identify what was going on that i was just really mentally not in a good spot and like jeremy had alluded to as well like i suffered from adhd um i was never put on any medic well they wanted to put me on medication i declined to be on medication because i didn't want i didn't want that um but what i did what and uh i'm just putting out all my dirty laundry right now which is which is fine um i I i was driving about three four hours every day and I just got to really, I was using chewing tobacco. I mean, I was going through a can a day to help me stay awake. It was a stimulant when I would study and do my work. I mean, it was it was not good. But that's what, I mean, that's that was kind of, I guess, my substitute for like like an Adderall or something. Because it was giving me that kind of like little kick. Um, so I developed a pretty bad habit with that. And um, so I basically was going, you know, and, and this is, it's, it's, it's kind of funny looking back on it. It's not funny at the same time like as bad as 2019 was, because it was definitely probably the, it was definitely the worst year of my life as a whole. But, um, you know, I'm I'm going through the rest of that summer. I don't really deal with it first. You know, I, I, I I noticed that I'm not right in the head, but, um, July comes around, I get married, had an awesome wedding, awesome honeymoon. Um, we moved home and like, that was kind of like my little, like, um, kind of breath of fresh air for the year like I was, I was you know I, it was it was an awesome month um it was hard to leave my old school that that was one of the first times I had cried like literally cried when I left when I left my kids at the, at the last school because it was just um it was tough so um so I started a new job here I'm back and you know I'm just I'm still just like mentally I'm uh, and I guess this is a good good kind of with the mental clarity title of this like I was just mentally foggy like I just wasn't I was kind of going through the motions. I wasn't training hard. I was, you know, I was eating fast food. Like I was just like, everything was out of whack. I just, you know, I just felt terrible. So I'll fast forward a little bit. Um, and this is really recent. So this isn't like something that was like a long time ago. Like, um, so I was talking to my buddies, a couple of my old training partners and my buddy Corey Carpenter was like, Hey, there's this thing called 75 hard. I think I'm going to start it at the beginning of the new year. And uh, for for, the, for those of you guys who don't know, 75 Hearts, Andy Zilla. I'm going to pull it up so I don't forget stuff, but um, it's basically, it's a mental mastery program with a bunch of steps to it. So he's like, hey, I'm going to start this in, uh, in January, you should do it with me. And I'm like, dude, I just don't, like, I'm just like not in a good place. And he's like, anybody, if I know anybody that can do it, it's you. Um, because one thing I really, I really pride myself on is my work ethic and my discipline. And I, like I said, this is a, a guy that I've been training with for a long time. So I was like, okay, it also, I'll do it. So January 6th of this year is when I started it. So pretty recent, um, it was a 75 day challenge. And all it was, was you're following a diet two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outdoors, no alcohol or cheap meals, take a progress picture every day drink a gallon of water and read 10 pages. That's it. So it sounds super, super simple. Um, but the the whole idea behind it is learning how to build that self-trust. So I basically, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm starting at square one. And, um, and I, I do want to preface this too and say, I thought before I got hurt with that front squat, I thought that I was very, very mentally tough. I was training at this hardcore gym with all these power lifters and bodybuilders. I was waking up at two thirty, driving an hour and fifteen minutes to this gym while I was still in grad school. I mean, I was just I was pushing it to the limit. So I I was driving five hours a day. I would be back by by eight a.m. for my first class after I'd been up at two thirty, drove two and a half hours round trip, trained for two hours at the gym, and you know I would listen to podcasts, reading books. I'm like, man, like I'm I'm building this I'm building this mental toughness, and I'm you know I'm in a really good spot. But it took that that bad accident to realize that it was that was all not to say it was for nothing, but I, I had built all that, like I said, on quicksand and it just took one thing for, for basically the house of cards to fall down. So, um, going back to going back to this, this is when I really started to actually build that foundation of doing the things that I told myself I was going to do. And that's, and I believe that's one, that's the most important thing for any, I mean, for anyone in general, but for anybody who is struggling with mental mental health issues, mental illness, I mean, anything, if you can build that foundation from the ground up and identify this is where I've been struggling, this is why I'm struggling, and this is what I can do to help with the situation, that's your foundation. And then you start to do these little steps, just very, very easy baby steps. I mean, those things on that list that I just just listed off are not hard to do, but when you put them together every single day for 75 days, you're, you're building that trust with yourself. And then, because, I mean, th- think, about, think about this, and this could go for anyone. You could, you could say, hey, I'm gonna work out after work today. By the time seven o'clock rolls around and you've had a 10 hour day under your belt, nobody wants to work out, you don't do it. Say, hey, I'm gonna eat better this week. Tuesday comes around, you have McDonald's. So we're constantly, we're, we're, not, we're, we're lessening the trust with ourselves, so this, that's the whole, the whole point of this is gaining the trust. With trust comes self-respect, with self-respect comes self-love. With self-love comes self-esteem, and you're you're just building over time those building blocks. So um as the seventy five days is going on, um the the outdoor the outdoor workout was um was really, really key for me because it was in the winter time, so it was always really cold and oh, snowing <laughs> and um you know and it, it was it was it was funny because you get you get weird looks because like <laughs> my wife would give me a hard time. She, you know, she's uh, taking videos of me walking around in like two feet of snow, like at seven in the morning on a Saturday. But, um, but it, but it was, it was almost kind of as uncomfortable as it was, because that was the goal of it is to get uncomfortable and do things outside of your comfort zone. It was um, pretty um, not liberating, but kind of empowering, you know, like, Hey, like not many people are doing this right now. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're you're fulfilling the promises that you said that you, that you set with yourself. So, um, so that was really key. And then the reading was really key. And up to this point in the year, I've read 30 books. I think during this first 75 days, I read like 10 or 10 or 11 books, which for me is really good. I'm not a huge reader. Um, but one of the books that really kind of changed everything for me was called, it was the third book I read of the year. It was called running with mindfulness. And it was from this, um, this ther- uh, psychiatrist who the book is based around cognitive behavioral therapy combined with movement. So he, t- he gives all these prompts in the book that you're supposed to combine with, um, you know, combine these prompts with movement because the idea is, and my, it was perfect because the tagline of my business is heal by moving, is you're in the present moment, you have nothing else bothering you. You know, you have the endorphins flowing from moving around and then you can be just completely honest with yourself and you have all the everything firing in your brain. You can think more clearly and you have that mental clarity. So this is the third book I read of the year and it was just really basically, you know, the prompts are kind of to, to probe really deep and kind of, you know, think about things that have been bothering you and, you know, why am I feeling this way? And I mean, it was almost kind of like I was talking to a therapist, but it was just in my own head. So. I was getting weird looks as it was walking in the snow in January like an idiot. And now I'm walking through the snow, talking to myself for 45 minutes
1: and and literally
2: audibly like I, you know, because I'm just, I'm just, that's what, that's what he he said to do. So, you know, I'm going through these prompts and this this is going to sound really weird and I don't really know how to explain it, but, um, one of the things that really, that, one of the prompts, it really kind of stuck with me. and I was thinking and thinking and thinking and, and, um, and Eli, I told you about this. I haven't, I've literally told almost no one this. So this is like, you know, pretty, pretty tough to talk about. Um, and I was going back and forth this morning, but I was going to say anything about it, but um, I want to be as transparent as possible for people who've gone through this because the statistics with it are just, um, you know, it's, I like, I don't know. You probably know this better than I do. One one in five, one in six, like children can, can be sexually assaulted or whatever. So, um, so that, that happened to me when I was about six years old, I was, I was sexually assaulted. And, um, I really, I said it out loud to myself one day when, uh, when I was walking and I was like, holy crap, like this, like that felt amazing. Just to be like, I, I hadn't even acknowledged that it happened. And that's one of the big things in the book that he talks about was acknowledging your thoughts and acknowledging your feelings and being okay with them. Like we can't control what we think. Like our, our brain just spitting out stuff all the time. And if you're stressing about what you're thinking about all the time, it's, just, it's compounding that. You can't control a lot of what you think about. So a lot of it was basically, you know, acknowledging your thoughts, you know, acknowledging what they were and then just discarding them. Because your thoughts don't make up who you are it's the way that you act and how you act and what, you know, what, um, um, what actions you take. So, um, so that was, that was really kind of the first like light bulb and the, my first big changing point of, of this whole thing was when I, when I kind of acknowledged that, because I mean, I lit and and I'm reading a book right now called the body keeps score. And it's just, it's so everything is just crazy. And, if if I had time to do it, I'd go back and get get a get a degree in in neuroscience or something because it just it's just so it's just so amazing to me. But when things like when trauma happens happens to people like that early in life, and just in general, I mean I can't speak to anything later in life. It was it was a one time event. Nothing's happened since. Um, thank you know thank God. I know a lot of people aren't as lucky as as I am. And I, I do want to preface this by saying as well um, because I know I have family on Facebook and stuff. I had a wonderful upbringing an awesome childhood you know it, i i wouldn't have changed anything for the world um so i just want to preface that because i my family's awesome um awesome. but um i forget i forget where i was going with that now um shoot <laughs> what, what was i talking about before
1: you're talking about <laughs> hold on as soon as COVID goes away uh you're yeah. talking about the you know reading those uh those books um yep. and then so you're going off the books and then you got into saying it out loud um and then you got into yep. the family portion but it was you were on the book subject uh, before okay. you, you headed into the so, into the family
2: yeah I just wanted to, I just wanted to preface that because I, I I do feel extremely extremely lucky with with I mean I, I love I love my parents I love my brother and sister I mean I just feel I feel very blessed with the yeah. upbringing that I had. There was that one blip, and I mean, the more that I got through this stuff, that that blip doesn't doesn't make me who I am. Oh, and this is where I was going with it. <clears throat> so, so you know, subconsciously, over I mean, that happened really early on, and and that I'm looking back on it now, and so many things can be explained from that that event. With you know, um, because I blocked it out, like I literally until i started reading these books i i, I hadn't i hadn't thought about that and i mean it could have been it could have been 15 years plus like i just it was just like whoop, gonna put it back there and not think about it but but things were manifesting in my in my physical life because of that even though i wasn't you know uh, thinking about it so I was i was very very insecure and i never really understood why so it made me treat people pretty bad. Like I, I me and my wife joke about it now because we had a couple flings in high school. But I was a, I was a, a very mean to her in high school. But I was very <laughs> mean to all the girls that I was with in high school because it was just I was afraid to be vulnerable. I was afraid of my insecurities, so I was kind of acting like. A mean person try not to, I don't want to cuss. <laughs> I have a bad mouth. <laughs> but uh, I was I was being That's very good. mean. Okay. I was being very mean. All um right. to kind of to kind of cover that up, you know, because because I I was very insecure and um it's really one of the only re- regrets in my life is how I treated people when I was younger because of that insecurity. So, you know, so, I'm, so as I'm doing these walks, I like identify that. I kind of get past that, but then I start work on everything that was affected by that um and so um i think it was a couple a couple months after that i told my wife and you know started you know and, and that was a that was a big that was a big you know moment for us just in terms of you know not that i didn't trust her but i just wasn't i just didn't know how to say it you know and um even mm-hmm. even you know it took me 20 years to say it out loud to myself you know yeah. let alone other people so um so that, that was that was really big for me that was kind of, that was kind of like my um you know, like I, I can actually take a really deep, uh, like a deep breath, and just like okay, you know, and um, so that that was something that I, I I talked with myself literally through through the rest of those seventy five days, and um, things started to build off that. You know, I started reading more books, and when the seventy five days were up, um, and I, I did um, there, there's there's four phases of that, so just to kind of give a little rundown on, on it. Um, 75 days are up you can go right into another 30 day challenge which i think i waited a week because i wanted to have a couple beers i like, <laughs> I, like that. I like craft beers i like going to craft okay it's, okay it's, one of, it's kind of you know me and my wife do that and we go with my parents and we do like a little brew path thing it's it's oh, one of our cool. one of our little things that we do um so so i, I waited a week and i started phase two and I, just to kind of give give a couple like a little background on phase or the second phase was the same things as before, but mm-hmm. additionally, a five minute cold shower, 10 minutes of meditation and then, um, powerless tasks, which I won't get into, into those, but the, you know, the five minute cold shower is adding a little bit more of that discomfort, um, you know, learning how to control your breathing, you know, kind of going into that dark place and just, you know, just being very uncomfortable for a little while. And then, then the meditation was really big for me as well, because it's something I'd never done before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just get you get really deep into your thoughts, and you can you know visualize what you want your life to be like, and it's, that started kind of coinciding with the, the other books I was reading, "Thinking, Grow Rich," um, working with the law, other things like that. Just really kind of, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know how all this stuff works in the grand scheme of things, you know, because I'm I'm Catholic, you know, I'm I'm a practicing Catholic. Um, but I, I i really believe in you know the energy that you put out in the world you're going to get back and you can you know with the law of attraction you know putting things out in the world speaking things into existence like i, I really really believe in that and um you know and, and i do believe I, I believe that coincides with co- coincides with god obviously but um and i was just doing all those things so i'm like reading these books i'm doing this stuff and um <laughs> I finished that phase. You have to wait a month before the next phase. Then I did mm-hmm. I did phase the third phase, so I finished okay. that. You know, I'm I'm not trying to get too too much into the weeds with that stuff. Um, but then the goal is to finish all four phases in one calendar year. So I w- I will start my final phase December sixth to finish finish it by January sixth of 2021. So i will finished all four of those in in one year. And there's like a bunch of extra stuff like with the last one. It's like a random act of kindness, like everything we already talked about random act of kindness, talk to a stranger, um, those types of things, like just putting good energy out into the world. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of though, though, I mean, those, those challenges were, were paramount to building that foundation. Like I said, because I thought I had already done it once, but, and that (laughs) this is really what I want to kind of get, get out to people is do it right now. Do it the right way now before you have that event that makes you realize you didn't do it right because it can take you to a really really dark place um so yeah i mean that's that, that's kind of that's, the story um i'm sure there's more to it so, but but yeah so
1: no 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 I, and just to that that you know again thanks like thanks for sharing that's that's huge you know i know there's a lot of people that will like benefit from it and you can see a lot of a lot of like you know when we, whenever we go through like some of these these events, there's always some consistencies with it, that kind of carry over into other people's experiences. So like, even though like, like the the formats kind of, as far as like the process is outlined in the same way, but some of the details within it, so like change. And sometimes it's just nice for people to have, you know, those specific ideas, but you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, it's, you know, you brought up that 75 day challenge and that was kind of like what really like Kind of got you to to turn things around and and get started and that all and you said that came from a friend who had recommended that to you and then you just happened to try it is that how that got started right
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I, and I i knew of um like i'm very familiar with the guy who created it he's a big uh like okay. supplement guy okay um like in in the industry um but if if my my buddy cory carpenter if he would have if he would have never said that to me who you know who
1: knows so you would you'd have found another way you'd have found another way i mean some something yeah. would happen you, you, you never know but you know it, it comes down to yeah. you know it really just comes down to well, at that point when you're going through those those life events it's like well what now what's the the route to take and essentially you've just got to make a decision on something to try and you know that's what you did mm-hmm. and ended up kind of going through that so um, I I do got a question though, kind of dating back to when um, when you were kind of you know on your long drives, you know you're talking about you know the the, the mm-hmm. chewing tobacco and that and was that and yep. eating unhealthy fast food and all that other stuff. Now were those basically your two? Now you know like everyone has their form of escapism when they're going through something hard, you know like. Mm-hmm. So was it was was that your form of kind of escapism was the the chewing tobacco and the fast food were there were there more involved with that or what, was it like just out of curiosity cuz um, everyone's got escapisms you, you need yeah, them no. somewhere you yeah. know what I mean when you're going through that mm-hmm. and so sure sure um the reason and the only reason why I'm asking is just cuz you know again just kind of give people a, like an idea like for me my my escapisms you know like when I went through my burnout phase was was fast food mm-hmm um fast food and video games when i when i could um because i you know yeah. i had a lot of friends i play online and you know a lot of nights when i got home i just didn't want to talk to anybody and do anything and so you know if i could get online yeah. and just play with some friends and just kind of talk to them online so the video games and just lots of fast food uh, were my escapisms yeah. so i was just curious
2: yeah that's a good question um so i would say I didn't, the, the fast food wasn't an issue, um, like back during those drives, like that was, that was an issue like after everything happened. And that was like, like this time last year. Um, but during the, because I, I've, I've, I haven't, I haven't chewed tobacco in a couple years. So, um, even like when all that, all the, like the injury (laughs) stuff happened, like I wasn't, I wasn't chewing tobacco then. Like I, I, I had stopped before that, but, um, yeah, chewing tobacco was probably my biggest escapism, um, because it started with just driving, but then, you know, that turned into schoolwork and then it turned into, you know, just like all the time. Right. Yep. Um, and then I would say my other escape is, uh, my, well, I guess my two, my, th- I had three, so chewing tobacco was definitely one. The second one was just like working on business stuff and like burying myself in work, which I think a lot of people do. I thought their trainers prior notoriously good for that. Mm-hmm. And number three was like working out. I think in that span I did six I did six powerlifting meets and one bodybuilding show. So I was just like just like, you know, just kind of tunnel vision in that. So and and I alluded to this uh when I when I posted about the front squat thing a couple months ago was mm. it really, really hurt the my relationship with my wife because I was I was burying myself and everything else, but I wasn't cultivating our relationship at all. And I don't mean Jeremy to talk about this. Um, and I recently read a book called date your wife and it was awesome. It, Jeremy, Jeremy had sent me a digital, a digital, the digital book. And I, I'm a big, like uh, hard copy guy. So I bought the hard copy, but, um, I, I was not it's... cultivating that at all. And it, yeah. re- it really put, just put a strain on our relationship. Be cheated. And, and the, and I don't want to say like it was, it was my fault because like I was going through a lot. And I would never want somebody who's going through that to think it's their fault that something's not going well because they need to help themselves first. But looking back on it, if I could have just communicate it a little bit better to her, that like this is what I'm going through, it would it would have been better. But at the same time, I, like, I'm just I'm just saying this for, like kind of like thinking out loud, being devil's advocate mm-hmm. because it's hard to tell people how you feel when you're kind of in that state. So yeah. um, that was really tough because I I didn't know how to te- like how to say tell her like. You know what to say, so it, it just it was there was a, a rough couple months there. I mean, kind of almost like leading up to the wedding, it was it was really rough. Um, you know, but um, but on the on the flip side of things, after I did all this, like communication-wise, this is it's been the best chunk of time in our seven years together. So, that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: And you know that, and it's great that you 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 bring that up because that's kind of one thing I wanted to kind of. Um, touch or touch base on you about is is how how some of those how it affects your relationships outside like everywhere in all things and so a lot of times like when you're yeah. going through some things like that like you know it, it's kind of like the age old saying where they say when it rains it pours type of thing and so it's it's essentially when you're when you get there and you're in this internal mm-hmm. conflict that you're dealing with th- there's no way it doesn't bleed over into other aspects of your life and in in other relationships and so you know friends with you know family spouses wives boyfriends Mm -hmm. girlfriends um you know uh family friends you know etc and so you know it's and a lot of times and then it just snowballs right because then you're just like
2: yeah
1: now you're dealing with your own conflicts and then now all the relationships around you start getting affected because of those internal like conflicts and then it just now you're thinking about those and then it just,
2: mm-hmm. and it,
1: it and like you said, you said like that downward yeah. spiral and that's how you get like sucked mm-hmm. into it. And then it just goes deeper and deeper and yep. deeper and deeper. And so, if, yeah, I mean that's certainly <laughs> it's, it's tough thing to get out of once you get in it because it really can pick up yep. a lot of momentum real quick. Um, so, but I mean, that's, so that's a great point that you bring up, man, because that's something I wanted to bring up and address is a lot of mm-hmm. times people will kind of go through that. And so, um, again, and then it, it, it takes away from, you know, it's mental energy, right? And anytime we're, we're thinking and we're stressing about all this other stuff, yeah. you know, it's taking up mental energy. And so, if a lot of your mental energy is spent mm-hmm. on that, how much of it is spent solving and fixing the problem? And it's not much. And so that's what that's, that's the part where you got to think about, okay, where is a lot of my mental energy going into? And if you're, if you're stuck in this hamster wheel of like, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong? What? Oh, I wish it was this X, Y, and Z. You're thinking about, you know, um, and dwelling on things and not, not being able to get past that and think, you know, have a more of a forward thinking mindset and using your mental energy to find a solution like, you know, like you did, which eventually you did, um, then you're just going to, you're going to stay in that, in that phase and, and have a hard time getting out. Um, so another thing I wanted to to ask is, uh, so what, what, what is your, so I know we talked about the, the program, you're going to finish up but you said January, 2021, right? Is when you're going to finish the January 6th, yep. January 6th. So yep. the plans, so what happens after January 6th, 6th, you know, you've gone through You've, you so far, you, you know, you've made the awareness, you've found a solution that works mm-hmm. for you, thankfully, pretty early on, and then you've executed yep. on that. So now you're going through that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're getting toward the end. Now, once you get into January, what, what happens afterwards for you? You know what I mean? Like what's uh, how yep. do you maintain now yeah what do you do going forward what's the maintenance look like
2: yeah that's, so that's a great question and the the beauty of this the of this program is it's already built into it so like when you're done you already have you can already have at, at least experienced what it'll be like when you're done so like I mean, and there and there's people who do the first 75 days and then they're just done which is fine right but um and that was one of my that was one of my one of my like fitness goals for 2020 was to just do 75 hard because at that time, when this first started, I didn't realize there was four phases. I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna do this and see what yeah. happens. But the nice thing is, so you do your first 75 days and then you can go right into the next phase. But then between phase two and phase three, you have to wait a month with the, with the idea of what what hap- What do you do in that month off? Are you reverting back to all your old habits? Or are you you know building off the things that you've already done, reading, exercising you know staying on a good diet not drinking a bunch of alcohol you know all that and then after phase three you have you have to wait six months basically so and that's a huge chunk of time to either you know because I mean I could, I could literally because I'm in that I'm in that phase right now I'm in that chunk of mm-hmm. where I'm time off I could have gone from that phase three by the time I start phase four I could be I could be all the way back to where I was right? So, um, which I don't, I, it will not happen because I, like I said, I've, I've built that real foundation. I'm not, I'm not my, my mental, my mental mastery, my mental toughness, my mental clarity isn't built on quicksand anymore. It's built on brick and mortar concrete. So I can build off that. So even if I have like lapses and it this is kind of a perfect example was the other week, um, I I posted it on um, Instagram. There was about two weeks. And this is I mean, this was pretty recently where I was really, really down in the dumps. And, but, you know, and I, and I realized like I I wasn't training as hard and I wasn't reading as much of my books and all that stuff. So it just took that one click of, Hey, like you need to get back on track. And literally within a day of me getting back out, I think I lunched for 30 minutes and I read 10 pages of a book. I was like right back on it. Fine, so like, I know, and, and and that's the beauty of this is, with whatever with whatever path you choose to take of you know, of healing is once you find what works for you, because everybody's gonna have relapses. There's always because like with with all this COVID stuff. Yes, this is every year <clears throat> at the school. It's been so hard. it Just with all the extra work and everything, um, and it really it 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 weared me down a little bit, but all it took was getting, going back to what I know works. And I was completely, I mean, it was like, it was literally like the flick of a switch. I was, I was back, you know, so um, really, really, really important of finding what works for you. And it's okay to try some different things, but it just like with any diet or fitness or fitness regimen, you have to give it time to work first too. You can't just try something for a couple of days and like, ah, it didn't work. Try something else, you know, because you'll never, you'll never find a long-term solution that way. Um, and I do, I do kind of going off your last question real quick. I just, about, um, like relationships and stuff. I do want to make this point because I think it's really, really important is, um, I was telling, I was telling some of the, some of the kids, like just a little bit about like when I got hurt and stuff the other day, I was telling about kind of like the timeline and I, I didn't go obviously all in these details, but, um, yeah. they were like, that just happened last year and you, and you felt that way. And I was like, you know, and, and, but they, they had no clue. And like, even at my last my last school, before I left, because I guess, I guess that could have been my fourth escapism was, <clears throat> was my work because I, I pour, I pour everything in, whether it's on my side business or here at the school, I pour everything into the kids or my clients and patients, because whether I'm hurting or not, it's, I love, it's I love doing it. So no, no one at work, for none, none of my clients would ever have known something's wrong because it would, you know, I'm always, it would be, I didn't, I didn't have to think about me. So it was almost easier because I was thinking about somebody else and caring about somebody else, which, can, you know, is, is easy to do when you're hurting because you don't have to think about having, it, you know, or you don't have to think about what's wrong. You don't have to think about how to fix it. You can just worry about fixing somebody else because it's almost easier. So, and I, I, the only reason I wanted to make that point was because, you know, people are struggling right now. Just always check up on people. Ask them how they're doing. Just let them know, hey, if you need anything, here's my number. Call me, text me anytime. It's so, so important because they – I mean, we all we all know, like, Instagram, social media is a highlight reel, and that's why I've tried to be pretty raw on there um, as of late. And you just got to remember to check up on people because they could be putting on that front, but inside that could be really, really hurting. So I just want to make that point real quick. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. And that, and, and that's huge. Cause um, you know, you really do never know, you know, like it's, it, it is hard to tell. And that's yeah. why, you know, and it's, it's making it, you know, uh, and I completely agree with you, you, you know, you do got to, It's, it's a good habit to get into. And that's why, you know, I try to make it a point to just always just to spread, you know, just positivity as much as I can, because you never know where there's just yep. that one day, that one specific moment where you just look at somebody and say, Hey, how's your day going? And that little thing yep. can just like turn someone's miserable day, make it a little bit better. And so making that, yeah. And yep. so just making that a habit of just doing that with people and having it like be a little bit more natural it, is huge. Cause a lot of people have no idea that, you know, who or what's happening and what they're dealing with and, and don't know like a simple, yeah. A little simple check-in can make a world of difference with people. Um and so, and just yeah. to, I mean, that's, so that's huge. And then again, so to like, to be a little bit more like, you know, kind of like forward thinking and, and just, you know, trying to help people, you know, uh, you know, gain, you know, gain some more value. I already think there's a ton of value in what, you know, what you've said and what you've mm-hmm. kind of brought. Um, but um, something else I think to to, to bring to the table when we're talking about all the mental health stuff is making sure that, you know, and you mentioned this is to find out what works for you, you know, and to not be afraid to try different things. So I think that was a great point that you made, because I think this is where a lot of people um, struggle. And it's like, and you said, you know, like you said, give it a fair shot. So, you know, if if people aren't sure where to start, you know, it's, it's, you know, just got to pick something and, and go with it. You know, whether it's, you know, a book, a program, uh, even, even seeking like a professional help from a licensed marriage and family therapist or something like that. Mm -hmm. But then now if you see one, but then it's not working, but you know, give it a fair shot, you know, give it enough time, you know, it's like rehab in our profession, right? Like let's, let's give it some time to see how the, uh, progression is going to be and then figure out if we need to alter our path or not. And so same, same thing with the mental health part. So I think that's a great point that you made because you know, people, uh, I think, just can't be afraid of just trying something, okay? Uh, picking one thing, going with it, and because you're never really sure, you know, you don't know what's going to work for you and, and, and what's not, and so, like you said, it trial and error with that type of stuff, and so it's really important for people to yep. kind of understand, so, you know, it's great, and that it, it worked out for you because, it, it you know, you didn't have to go and try a million different things, which is awesome. But if not, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So if it's, you know, people are gonna yeah. obviously people want results ASAP, right? Our our athletes, our patients, they want they want their rehab yeah. to be done in like two weeks. Like you have surgery, yeah. like yeah. this is gonna take some time. So I think it's really <laughs> important to understand, yeah. like it it will take time. Um so I yeah. like, yes, I just wanted to really kinda you brought that up and it clicked. I'm like, oh, I really want to emphasize that that point that you made. Um, and then it, and it goes into what you were saying about quicksand, right? And that also, it plays into building your foundation, you know? And, and you didn't like, you know, you didn't know until there was an issue, right? That you were, you know, the, the foundation that, you know, you had built. So a lot of times you won't know until, you know, it's, it's, it's till it's too late type of thing. And so I think people getting working on it, now, even though they may not have any, you know, might, might not be dealing with anything. I always think it'd be a really good idea to just, mm-hmm. you know, get involved in starting to build your kind of your, your foundation and your mental health. And whether, you know, before, so at some point there is going to be some trials and tribulations in your life that's inevitable. So that when sure. those come up, that you're kind of better yep. prepared. So I, I think that's another mm-hmm. thing people got to consider is like, you know when everything's good and going the way you want it, that that's great. Just don't, don't neglect it. Cause obviously, you know, that's yeah. when it can become a, like, uh, what's it a wake up call basically for people. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yep, for and, sure.
1: yeah, man, that's, <laughs> there, there's just so much to it. And it's just, you know, it's just like with our, our physical health, you know, it's, It's something where, you know, we, we get our checkups, we get our routines. You we go once or twice a year or we're supposed to, and everybody does it, but Mm -hmm. you know, with our physical health, we we do the same stuff. So why don't we do that with our mental health? And so that's another thing when you're, you know, you're talking about having it built up on quicksand, you know, again, that kind of brings up, you know, a, a a great point in that, like, you know, you, you do got to spend some time, you know, checking in on your mental health every once in a while. like you do your physical health to make sure that, you know, you're kind of set up in case there's any, going to be any issues in the future, you can at least catch it early enough to kind of minimize the the damage down the road. You know what I mean? So I think that's another thing that, you know, people, you know, can do to help, but you know, again, it's, we're not there yet. You know, everyone it's that there's, it's not like a routine checkup, you know, on mental health, it's hard unless you've gone through something. It's hard for people to incorporate that into their lives because everyone's busy. Everyone's got stuff going on. Everyone, the last thing I want to do is add Mm -hmm. more to their plate. But again, they don't realize that, that hedging that up front can save them a lot of time, energy and heartache down the road. But, um, I got another question for you. Like, I just wanted to uh, ask you about this. So kind of with all that said, cause again, I'm trying to get a little bit more, you know, kind of forward thinking with it and just trying to um, kind of kind of end more on, on the positive side of things. Now, um, now overall, like, so currently from like then until now, what kind of, what, what level are you at now, now that you've kind of, you know, started your, and I know you talked about it earlier, but how is, you know, how are you doing now from when you started? I know things are going great. Like you're kind of in a routine. You talked about having those off days. Um, What Mm -hmm. are, where are you at now wise from when you started as far as, I don't know if you want to gauge it like on a percentage um, or, you know, how you wanted to kind of define that, but just to kind of in general, like kind of sum it up as far as just kind of where you're at from where you started to where you're at like right now, as far as life goes and your mental energy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can't, it's hard to compare because I just feel like I was in such a bad place, you know. Um, right. But, and it's funny because that that was my normal for so long. I just didn't know. So, I mean, I I would say, you know, this time last year when I was really kind of at a low point, but I wasn't doing anything about it. You know, I, I honestly, I, I I I should say, and this is one of the things that I was, that I constantly said in my head when I was doing those walks, is like, hey, you know, I would speak in the third person. I'd say, hey, Todd, like you did this, 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 and this, in spite of that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, and this isn't the two mile horn. I just. I, I I I do work very very hard, and so I, I did a lot of I did a lot of really cool things in spite of that. And, um, and going back to Jeremy's point too, before like before I left for grad school, I went to a therapist one time. Because depression runs in my family, um, so my mom was like, "Hey, just go talk to this guy." And um, it was like a week before I left for grad school. He's like, "Don't go to grad school. Like you have a inattentive ADHD. It'll be too much for you. You can't do it." and and then you know I went and was driving two and a half hours round trip at two two am in the morning, getting back by eight, started my own business you know I, I, all that when I wasn't even supposed to be able to do school, you know so um so i I think I was still functioning at a really high level yeah. as a whole but um, that, and it, that that's what makes me really excited to kind of see what I can do now to where mentally i'm I'm operating operating, much more clearly now. So I mean in terms of percentage wise I'm a, I'm 100% better than I was was before. I mean I, I was probably, you know, I don't know, to put, it's hard to put a number on it 20 30% right. maybe, you yeah. know. I, I mean I was still doing a lot. I was still doing a lot. I just wasn't I just wasn't all the way there and I wasn't all the way happy in my head. Um, but I am now and I'm I'm it's it's so much better man and really the the, the biggest thing I'm doing right now is making sure I'm still reading, not as much, but I still am. That that book that I'm reading, The Body Keeps Scores, it's a really dense read. It's it's hard, but the information is really good. So I'm taking my time okay. with it. And then I'm just, I'm, the lunges, I mean, I've got back into the lunges quite a bit um, because I think it's really important to do things that are hard every day. And I kind of alluded to that on social media because um, I think our lives are really, really easy in the grand scheme of things. So it kind of gives you a different perspective when you do something hard and you kind of get to that dark place, you know, Um, from in a physical, like a physical fitness sense, you Mm -hmm. kind of push yourself to that place where like, man, like, should I stop that? You know, that type of thing. Um, because number one, it gives you so much more mental clarity. And then when you're moving around, you're in the moment, like we talked about earlier. Um, but I think you, I think, I think, I I don't know. I just think we should be doing a little like harder things. You know what I mean? Because it, it gives us a sense of perspective that we wouldn't otherwise have. So and that's what I've been doing a lot of like to kind of keep that going and, um, kind of keep me mentally sharp and mentally in a good place. And, um, really just, Oh, and and I should say this too, because this is, this is really, really important. I uh, this whole thing has helped with my communication so much. And like I was doing a lot of communicating with myself, but my communication and my vulnerability, which is huge for me, because I was always, I told you I was very insecure. Mm -hmm. would never kind of, you know, um, I was always very emotional. Like I was very like, you know, I was like the, the, the yeller guy in college, you know, college soccer team. I was the captain (laughs) screaming my head off all the time, Yeah. but that was kind of like macho, you know, like I was afraid to kind of show like, you know, how I was really feeling all the time. So I've been able to communicate my feelings a lot better, which has helped my relationship with the people around me, um, you know, tenfold. So that, that has been the, I think the biggest, um, for the people around me, um, the communication, um, telling people how I feel being vulnerable, um, has been, has been so key. So that's huge. And
1: no, that's awesome, man. No, that's, that's great. I mean, and that kind of, that reminds me of or not reminds me, but it, I kind of want to piggyback off of that a little bit. Um, now, now, yeah. You know, and then you mentioned kind of earlier, you know, I, you know, you're, you're in a, you're in a good stride. Great. You know, and then, you know, so it's awesome where, where you're at now, but you, you did mention kind of earlier about kind of having some of those days where you're just not, it's just, you know, where they're hard, you know, cause not every day, like, Oh, I get, you know, mm-hmm. everything's fine every single day, every single minute. And so, you know, you kind of, can you elaborate a little bit on that as far as what helps you get through those days? Cause that inevitably happens with mental health, with, even with yeah. exercise and fitness, it's not like you're gun ho to go to the gym seven days a week, like, there there's nobody has, nobody can do that every single day. At some point you're going to have a day where you're just like, yeah. you're, you know, you're dragging. And so, uh, what are mm-hmm. some things that you personally, um, use to kind of help get through those days where you just kind of have, a, have those setbacks?
2: Uh, three things. And they kind of coincide I, the, the movement with just like the basic walks with talking to myself. So, yep. that, uh, Running with mindfulness from the book, super helpful. Um, the meditation is is awesome. It's a, I would highly recommend it for everyone. And then um, just like <laughs> abusing myself in the gym.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. I mean, it, it's true. She- I, mean, I feel so much better after I leave the gym. You know what I mean? I, I, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a mental clarity there. Like I, I always almost always do my like stories on my phone after I'm done lunging because I just I feel like I can give the most value and talk the most concisely and the, the most clearly and give my best advice after I'm done lunging because I, I don't know what I mean I know there's all kinds of neurochemistry changing in the brain when you're doing that, um, but I just feel way better. It just, it, there's, yeah. there's no if, if you could do one thing, it's a toss-up, I would say, between the meditation and the movement, but I would almost pick the, like the hard movement first because there's nothing that makes me feel better than than you know going and just really, really getting it in the gym. Yeah.
1: No, and that so, that's the thing is like you know like it's it's that's why it's, like it's always interesting to gain like your perspective because everyone is so different. You know, like mm-hmm. to to you know how do you kind of reset on those days? And it you know a lot of it just kind of comes down to just kind of knowing what works for you, you know, and, you know, and just, you know, Definitely. and everyone's going to be wildly different. And so, you know, for me, I, I, I work out just because I just want to be healthy. I wouldn't say I love it. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. I'm just like, some days I I'm like, I feel great. And some days I don't really want I'm kind of dragging, but i work out cause I have to.
2: Yeah. Um but you know ultimately it really comes but down might to be something yeah. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's yeah, got to find their thing.
1: Everyone's got to find their thing and everyone's got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with knowing that hey, you know what? Yes. You're you're having a rough date. It's okay. It's maintaining like you know you mentioned earlier about perspective. It's maintaining perspective. You know, and it's it's okay and it's normal to have those days but you know just maintain that that perspective of like okay it's it's okay. it's not the end of the world. now how how do mm-hmm. I fix it? you know instead of you know and, and I kind of mentioned that mental energy earlier instead of using all your energy and, and thinking about the problem and and thinking about stress and that you know that's if you're using all your energy to think about that, then you're not gonna find a solution because there's no energy left to change yep. your perspective and, and find that solution. So I think it's really important for people to understand like it's okay it's sure. normal and just make sure that you kind of you know use your mental energy to get yourself you know kind of back on track and uh, maintain that perspective of like hey it's okay it happens and just make sure you know you address it in a kind of a, in a forward thinking way so i think that's uh yep. you know that's huge and that's you know it's and i think too many people end up you know dwelling things on the past and then that just consume that it just consumes you and then you just clouds everything else yep. around you. So you can't you can't do those things that you love doing or that will help you reset, whether it's meditation or working out or breathing or you know, whatever it is, you know, um or sitting in a in a cold tub and immersing your whole body like uh what's his name? Yeah, the, the the Iceman guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but Wim Hof. Yes. <laughs> that one. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I gotta yeah. So I it's a little bit crazy, but hey, you know what? It works. I'm, for getting, him. Into, I'm
2: getting into his stuff soon. Really? That's yeah. awesome. I have
1: a I I got my buddy of mine kind of follows. He's tried to do some of his stuff. Um, and only reason why I ended up um kind of finding out about him because my buddy of mine caught wind of it and has tried some stuff, you know, just mm-hmm. to kind of experiment with it. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy. And so uh, you know, again it goes back to everyone has everyone has their thing and you're not going to know until, yeah. you know, you try it. So if the wind, Win, wind is that how you wind Hoff. So if you do, you know, Wim,
2: if, Wim Hof,
1: yep. Wim Hof. So Wim Hof, you know, if you're, for those of you that aren't familiar with him, uh, he's, and you could probably probably explain a little better than I can, but he's known as the ice man. Cause he can get, like, control his, his, his body temperature just through his mental state and really focus and, um,
2: through, through and, his breathing
1: through his breathing that's what it is um in extreme cold temperatures um so it's what he's kind of known for and so for for those of you that don't know who he's he, really it's like marathons kinda...
2: on ice barefoot
1: oh my goodness See, and it's, yep, it's crazy. It's amazing how powerful a <laughs> mind can be. It's
0: wild, man. Yeah, it's wild. All right, so let me jump in with a with a question here. Todd, we've, we've talked a lot about how you've been sharing your story. You've been sharing this stuff on, on Instagram, and there's obviously been a lot of people reaching out. So what are some of the responses that you have gotten? And again, that'll be just before we wrap it up. So what are some of the responses that you have seen as you have shared your journey, Todd?
2: Uh, the, I mean, the biggest thing is just, people are you know happy that somebody's talking about and kind of voicing what they're going through because it it's it's really hard to talk about and uh and like i said i was kind of going back and forth with what i was going to say before i got on here this morning but um regardless of if you've had some type of traumatic event in your life even if you just struggle from depression or bipolar disorder or anxiety or whatever it may be it's still really, really hard to talk about it because it's very, it's still got a big stigma around it. And, uh, that's, that's been the biggest thing I've got. I've kind of gotten into in terms of, you know, people kind of saying, Hey, thank you for like, I feel this way all the time. I'm glad somebody else feels this way because like I said earlier, like social media can be, a, can be a big highlight reel. So it's nice when people are kind of raw and real. Um, and then just people are kind of asking, you know, do you have any advice or, th- you know, what has been the biggest thing that's helped you and, because I haven't gone at this in depth like on social media. Um, so you know, I've given some, some advice for you know things like, like, Eli, like me and Eli were just talking about things that I really do on a daily basis that really help me. Um, so that's been the biggest thing. But the, overall, people are excited that it's not being as uh, taboo to talk about it.
0: Gotcha. And so I know, again, you'd mentioned the Date Your Wife book. And for any man, again, the book is focused. tour is written from a man to a man on how to love, his wife. And it really just lays out an an idea of you need to plan how you're going to work out and get stronger. You need to plan on how you're going to communicate and grow with your wife. And again, for me, that's one of the absolute most important things is my relationship with my wife. And then that filters down to my kids. And it is one of those things like Todd mentioned, he was getting up early, but I've tried getting up early. But for me, my wife likes to stay up later. And usually right before bed, that's when we Read the Bible. We pray together. We talk. You know, just the other night we were talking for like two hours before bed. But if I'm having to go to bed at nine o'clock while she's still putting the kids away, then I miss out on that connection, that communication, that opportunity for me to say, you know, I've been struggling with this. I feel vulnerable about this, or like I don't really appreciate the way you're doing this, or those kind of things. And so again, me being willing to adjust what I want so that I can have what I really want, right? Because yeah, it'd be cool to be getting up at four thirty and you know like john or todd and saying yeah i'm working out i'm killing it in the morning but it'd be really awesome for my kids to say i was loved mom and dad stuck it out they worked together we always knew that they were loved so all those 4:30 a.m. people you go get that for me i got to do what works for me <laughs> and my wife and my family and sure. that's that's part, part of what it is for 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 us so um todd again I really appreciate your vulnerability, especially the part there that you weren't even sure you were going to share. Eli, uh, I love the the questions and then just the follow-up and the experience. So to the people listening, to everyone that is sharing in this journey that's walking along with us on the podcast, um, what are you going to do after this to shift your mental clarity? And he talked about just find that one thing and go with that one thing. So if it's a 75 hard, title, send me the link there um, on how you can do that or if it's just I'm going to walk every day for 10 minutes. I'm going to drink only water or whatever. I'm not going to eat fast food for a month. Whatever whatever your one thing is, just send that to us. So obviously Todd's going to tell you you can get a hold of him on on social media. It's all pretty much Todd Sable or Todd Sports Med or his businesses, uh, sports. It's actually sports me discussion because I was, typed it in. And it's not sports med discussion because then there'd be two D's, but it's sports me discussion and it Runs together is sportsmeddiscussion.com. and then Eli Kasab, as I mentioned in, in all the other posts, he's a at TikTok like I think he's the godfather of athletic trainer TikTok, and if you had, maybe if you searched TikTok and vacuum cleaner, you'd probably find him too, uh, but. But Eli has got some great experiences. So if you could check out Eli Kasab' experience on any podcast player, um, and he shares some of his journey and interviews and just his different experience than from where I am, and check that out there. So Todd, best way to get a hold of you just social media, right?
2: Yep, Todd Sports Med.
0: All right, Eli, best way to get a hold of you, Eli Kasab,
1: um, at yeah gmail uh, dot com. All right, so.
0: So you can reach out to Todd (laughs) or Eli again there on social media and I'll have links to that. Again, this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash mental clarity. I know on physicaltherapy.com they have some uh, CEU stuff. And again, for physicaltherapy.com, if you do use the code one free course, you can get a course for free, but then also it's only 99 bucks a year for the unlimited CEUs. I know this year with the virtual NATA, most people that signed up pretty much got all of their CEUs there because of the virtual whatever. Um, So again, physicaltherapy.com is a great way to do that. And then also myotech. I just talked to Paul and he said that a lot of the companies are, are struggling because, because of COVID. So everyone, you know, their regular business was just like cut in half. So again, I'm going to continue to support myotech as they support the podcast. So sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash mental clarity again sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash mental clarity and I believe this is just just step one in our journey as we walk through this with Todd and Eli and just figure out where we're going what we can do what this looks like in our regular everyday life and then eventually Todd will have some exciting news about um, ways that you can go a little bit deeper so look forward to that coming in the future so for Jeremy, Eli Todd and the Sports Medicine Broadcast that is a wrap Thanks.